0: The next thing I know is I wake up and I just remember, like, something bad happened to me last night. Somebody hurt me.
1: This is Carrie Lowe's story.
0: Carrie did everything, quote unquote, right. She reported right away. Her legal
1: team says police systematically mishandled her case. Meanwhile, her attackers remain at large. I'm Maggie Rahr, and this is Carrie Lowe versus. Available now on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts.
0: This is a CBC podcast.
1: They're chanting refund there. Some 40,000 footy fans demanded their money back after a Major League Soccer exhibition game in Hong Kong. Many of those fans were there to see one player, Lionel Messi, the greatest of all time. Tickets weren't cheap. Some people paid more than $800 to watch the Inter Miami forward play, but he did not play. He did not make an appearance at all. And as you heard, fans were outraged. This is one of just several controversies that seems to be dogging the MLS, Major League Soccer, as the 2024 season kicks off. Last night in the first match, Messi's team beat Real Salt Lake 2-0. Messi got an assist in that game. John Molinaro is the founder of the soccer publication TFC Republic News. He is a writer for Sportsnet, a very close follower of the beautiful game. John, good morning.
0: Hey, good morning, Matt.
1: Why didn't Messi play when he was supposed to play, when these fans paid $800 to see him get out on the field and kick a ball?
0: Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, so, when you speak to Inter Miami, uh, and specifically Coach Tata Martino, uh, he indicated that uh, Messi at the time was dealing with a small abductor issue. And with the start of the MLS season, uh, you know, as it was kicked to their, they kicked off their campaign yesterday. Uh, he didn't want to risk him. So it really came down to, you know, whether it was worth risking uh, he get injured in in an exhibition game like this. So um, usually when teams, MLS teams, or any team for that matter, when they go on these sort of barnstorming tours where they play, you know, exhibition games abroad, Mm. part of the contract is that, you know, player X has to play for 45 minutes. So that way, you know, in this case, people were paying good money to see Messi and that's, they wanted some sort of guarantee that Messi would play. But, There's always a caveat in in terms of, you know, if the player is injured or ill in any way that, you know, that that the team hasn't out. And it seems like that was the case here. They just simply didn't want to risk Messi, uh, you know, getting injured and then possibly, you know, having a prolonged absence for the start of the MLS season.
1: This has turned into, I mean, a a controversy that that ropes politics into it, right? Why has this, it's exploded in some ways.
0: Yeah, so for, I think there was a lot of sense uh, amongst the fans there that this was some sort of slight against China and, and, and Hong Kong. Uh, Messi kind of came out and uh, produced a video a couple of days later saying it wasn't politically motivated and just kind of doubling down on the injury issue. So. Which he had
1: to do in part because of the size of the market in, in that yeah. part of the world.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, and let's not kid ourselves. I mean, Inter Miami didn't go, you know, didn't go on this barnstorming tour for, you know, to spread goodwill. I mean, they're in it to make money, right? I mean, this is a commercial sort of enterprise, and they realize that Lionel Messi is the most, you know, famous athlete in the world, and they want to cash in on that, and that's fine. Um, But it's a tricky situation in, in this, you know, in a situation like this when he is carrying an injury and you have player, you know, fans who have, you know, paid a Good deal Monday money mm. to see him play. What do you do? I mean, I can kind of see it from both sides.
1: The other, just last point on this, is this league in some ways has pinned much of success on one person. <clears throat> is that a good thing?
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I mean, I, I don't know if it's a necessarily a good thing, but, I mean, it's the card that they have to play, right? I mean, they'd kind of be foolish if they didn't sort of go full in on, on Lionel Messi. Uh, you know, he's a, an eight-time Ballon d'Or winner as the best player in the world. He's he was fresh off winning a World Cup, you know, six months after. He, you know, he, he signed with Inter-Miami roughly six months after winning the World Cup. So I think it's only understandable that they were going to go all in and sort of, like, cast their... Uh, you know really sort of you know go just sort of you know promote the hell out of Messi and really sort of uh, you know link the link it with him so I understand in that regard but you know I think there's a lot of other good qualities about MLS to to promote and a lot of good stories and storylines and a lot of good features about the league but you know when you have this one in a generation player uh, it's certainly understandable why MLS would go so heavy in terms of promoting
1: him this should be the best of times for the league with someone like Lionel Messi uh, playing for a team in the United States. The season gets underway and it arrives with a bit of a cloud, not just when it comes to that, but there's an issue with referees. The referees are on strike. Who's blowing the whistle?
0: Yeah, replacement referees. So it's interesting because uh, the Professional Soccer Referees Association, they reached a tentative deal with... Um, Pro, which is the pro, the referees' employers, and they were the ones who decide the referee assignments for MLS games. Um, but when the referees, the union membership, actually voted on the on the uh, tentative deal, they voted ninety five percent to reject it, uh, to ratify it. And they're fighting for you know increased pay and better working conditions and better travel and sort of benefits. Um, so for the time being, as we saw yesterday, there were replacement referees. And what so, is it, what does uh, that mean
1: for the quality of the refereeing?
0: Well, I mean, you know, I I watched the game last night and I didn't notice that much of a noticeable difference. If I'm being completely honest, um, but I don't think there's any question that you know these these same sort of referees, these sort of these replacement referees, aren't at the at the same level as as the unionized ones because they've been doing it longer. They've been you know playing so they've been refereeing and officiating games at, you know at MLS level for quite some time. These replacement referees haven't, so I think you know it'll be interesting to see how this plays out and if. Just how long this goes, because it's the first referee strike uh, lockout situation in essentially a year. So I'll be quite interested to see how uh, this gets resolved.
1: In the last 90 seconds that we have, Canadian fans will be wondering how their teams are going to do. So run down how the three MLS teams in this country you expect will perform this season. Start with Toronto FC.
0: Well, the interesting thing there is with John Herdman coming in as as the coach for the national former team national coach. team. Yeah, and so, and with, you know, whether he can sort of, you know, Revamp this side because Toronto finished last place last year. They suffered through their worst ever campaign. Their Italian designated players Lorenzo Insigne and Federico Bernardeschi did not produce at all. So John Herdman has a really big task on hand. And so uh, again, I'll be watching with keen interest to see what what if he can sort of help this team rebound. Uh, Vancouver, I think, is probably of, of the three Canadian teams is probably the best position to to have some success. They're coming off a pretty successful year. Uh, they just signed, re signed their star creative midfielder and Ryan Gold, Ryan Gold, who, a Scottish midfielder who is probably one of the best creators and playmakers in the league. And I think they have a lot of, sort of just sort of strength from front to back, uh, Vancouver when you look at their roster. Montreal is pretty much in the same boat as Toronto. Uh, they have a new coach. They have a new striker. And Joseph Martinez, a Venezuelan striker who, you know, used to be a really good sort of goal scorer in MLS, but that was quite a while ago. He's had injury problems since then, so um, it'll be interesting to see if Montreal can kind of rebound uh, with Martinez leading the way, because they had really big problems scoring goals last year, Montreal did.
1: A lot of those fans also just wondering when Messi's going to come to town, right? That's the hot ticket. (laughs) That's no (laughs) disrespect to the teams that play day in and day out, but they're waiting for him to arrive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a big ticket. I mean, I, I know you know fans are sort of. Uh, I know Toronto fan, a lot of Toronto fans personally who are you know trying to scalp their tickets because they want to cash in, right? So it's 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 a huge market. I mean, it's a big mm. deal, right? This once in a generation player coming to town.
1: John, thank you very much for this. Good to talk to you as always. No problem. Matt, at any time. John Molinaro is the founder of TFC Republic News. He's a writer as well for Sportsnet.